It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Presented by BetMGM from BetQL. BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski. I'm Chris Mack. An hour from now, Harrison Sanford going to join us uh, to talk NBA from Stadium and MSG. Inside the Green Room as well with Danny Green. New episode today. Follow him on Twitter at Harrison Sanford. Uh, we'll go let's go or hell no hoops flavor before the end of this hour. A couple of NBA matchups tonight on the board that we can talk about. Plus, we'll play buy, borrow, or burn with three teams in particular. The NCAA tournament now just a few weeks away. Ben Brown of Sumer Sports and Pinnacle has been following the NFL offseason closely. He'll join us in 20 minutes. But let's take a look at what's going on at the Combine in particular on Friday. We talked about what's happening today on yesterday's show. That's why you can go back and download as a podcast, BetQL Daily, wherever you get your podcasts. See what we had to say about some of those front seven guys, edge rushers, uh, off-ball linebackers, interior D linemen, and where they'll fall in this draft. Uh, but as for the defensive backs and tight ends, who will be working out on Friday in Indianapolis? The, the biggest story out of either of those two position groups, guys, is Brock Bowers, obviously. And where does he go? Um, you know, we talked to our guy Feinberg yesterday. Jeff, a huge Chargers fan, said, hey, hmm, I'll take Brock Bowers at five. Sure, absolutely. It's a big overdraft, but that kind of talent. Um, the more you look at the mock drafts that are out there for what they're worth, you know, Mel Kuyper's latest has Bowers going 10th uh, overall to the Jets. Bucky Brooks just put out a new mock uh, the other day that has him falling all the way to 16. Uh, and the Seahawks. Aaron, it's more, I think, about how valuable tight ends are now. You know, we see positions in general shift value. We, we talked running backs a little bit yesterday while you were off, and running backs are as devalued as they've ever been, both in free agency and the draft. Off-ball linebackers, middle linebackers, same thing. Um, tight ends might be becoming more and more valuable to teams as they want to run more 12 personnel, multiple tight end sets, and Bowers may be the kind of guy that can unlock a lot of that stuff for your offense. I just don't know if he's a top 10 pick. Yeah, and the injury history, too. I mean, I, I guess any of these players can get injured at any moment. But it seems like a little bit more of a gamble. Like, if you were willing to take that risk and use a higher pick on Brock Bowers, I feel like I'd have to 
be a team that's already pretty loaded, you know, that, you know, if you feel like you're one tight end away from being, you know, a playoff team or a Super Bowl contender, then like, why not? But if you have a lot of other needs, I think it might be a bit silly to, to draft Brock Bowers that high, Joe. I'm pretty sure there are teams that are looking at um, the idea that, hey, all right, uh, most receiving yards at the position last year, you had George Kittle, and look at what San Francisco's offense is, and look at Travis Kelsey, of course, even though good luck finding another Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And both of them, San Francisco KC, both successful seasons. The tight end with the most touchdowns, and it wasn't even close, was a rookie in Laporta. And look how good the Lions were this past season and their offense. So maybe there are some teams that are taking a look at it and saying, you know what, what if we get one of the elites? There's not many. And I'm not saying Laporte is there yet. I, he probably will be, but it's a very, very short list. And if we get one of those, we're going to have probably a matchup advantage every single week. Is our roster in a position where we can do that with a very high pick? And teams are going to be scared off by what happened a couple of years ago with Kyle Pitts. But I put that more on the coaching staff than anything else. Yeah. We still don't know what the player is. When uh, he was drafted fourth overall and Arthur Smith did nothing with him. Um, Last year, the only guy to go in the first round was Dalton Kincaid. He had a really solid year. Yeah. In the second half of the year, like Josh Allen realized, okay, I don't have the old digs. I'm going to keep going to Kincaid. And he ended up being a bit of a volume guy in a lot of those games where he was getting double digit in targets. Um, the other guy that's been drafted top 10 recently, probably worth it though, right? When you say TJ Hawkinson, eighth pick 2019 that he's yeah. been worth it everywhere that he's gone. He's, he's been phenomenal. So, I mean, you also have those busts. <laughs> We're talking mid to late um, in the last decade. You see Noah Fant, Hayden mm. Hurst, OJ Howard, 10th uh, <laughs> overall in 2014, Eric Ebron. Like, <laughs> nothing. Oh, <laughs> nothing. Enormous so bust. It, it has been a mixed bag of guys that are game changers where we have something that other teams don't, uh, but you also see Bucks. Bus, uh, a guy that did just slide into the end of the first round that really turned it on this past year was David Njoku, though, too. It's another yeah. guy worth bringing up. And when you look at the board here and the Chargers are the favorites, two to one to be uh, the team that drafts Bowers, um, that's hmm. interesting to me. And then you go down the board and you can kind of get a – Try to get a gauge on not just teams that need tight ends, but just where the interest level may lie in spending high-end draft capital on a tight end. Like, Chargers 2-1, to that's that's a really short number. But we we just got done talking about, you know, is a tight end the icing on the cake? Are the Chargers an icing on the cake kind of team? Or do they need to go out and get an anchor left tackle who keeps Justin Herbert from getting destroyed? Um, the Colts at six to one, uh, again, uh, how, how many more weapons do you need on the offense rather than going out and getting a Brock Bowers? The Colts are all the way down at 15. The Titans are somewhere in the middle. They're at seven. They're also plus 750 to land Bowers. Um, the Jets, I mentioned a top 10 team. Kuiper has him going there. They're at nine to one. And then you get to the Bengals at 10 to one who are all the way down at 18. So, that's the difference here is for a team like the Titans or the Chargers, 
offensive line just makes more sense, Aaron. Like I'm building a foundation for something to come to protect a young quarterback in Tennessee. You, you think it may be Levis in LA. You're sure that it's Herbert. Whereas there are other teams like the Bengals, for example, you know, they feel really good. I think about for the most part, what they have on offense. That's a classic Bowers is just the icing on the cake kind of pick. And at 18, maybe that's, maybe that's sort of the stopping point for as far as he'll slide. I can't see him going any farther than that. I really would not be surprised if the Chargers uh, do pick Brock Bowers. I think that would be a good landing spot because he is, they are, they, they're loaded with talent. Obviously they've got a new head coach who's looking to take this team to the next level. And if they interview him and they really like what they see and, I think that would be a smart move as Joe is laying the case for some of these tight ends can really give you matchup problems and be that game changer and that difference maker on Sundays. And Brock Bowers could be a key missing piece for that chargers team at two to one. If you want to bet on that. Falcons should take them. I would love that. That'd be so funny. Um, I, huh. It's fascinating to see what the chargers end up doing. Because Jim Harbaugh has the power in that organization. He recruited all of these guys. Everyone on the board. Being at Michigan, like he's going after all the big names. And, you know, he missed out a number of them. That's that's what's going to happen. I wouldn't do it if I'm them. I'd, I'd hold off on that. Not yet. It, Bowers feels like an over-the-top move. The Colts being the second favorite as a landing spot, I find very interesting. If he slides, I think it's going to be to the middle of the that first round. And if you give, we can, we can still call him a rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson, a weapon like that, something he can depend on. And they failed mm-hmm. so many times at finding the right receiver or getting the guy that they, isn't true number one. Like I, the floor is so high on Bowers. Like we know this is going to help a young quarterback a whole lot in his development. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be a very strong pick. I think that's a good angle. God, it's scary if Burrow gets him. Yeah. Burrow gets Bowers and you still and have Higgins for one more year. Yep. Oh man, is that dangerous. Man, Burrow I don't to but... Bowers. Love it. Oh, yeah. that, well, <laughs> you know, I mean, but but to go back to Joe's point in the 18, though. Somebody somebody he's the kind of guy that somebody might move up a few spots for, right? Like if you're sitting there, like yeah. You got the 18th pick, he was like, a, he was like a Heisman candidate in the conversation. Brock Bowers yeah. was yeah before he got hurt. But you're right because so again to bring it back to the idea of him being or any high end tight end being an icing on the cake piece. Like yeah, he's a perfect candidate for someone who's sitting in the 20s who feels like they're this close maybe to taking the next step. You know. And moving, oh, we got to move up 10 picks. Okay, we're going to have to pay a little bit of a premium maybe to get into the low teens, but we see him start to slide. The Jets don't grab him. We go, hmm, call up Denver. They could use a couple extra picks or whoever it may be. And you move up to get him. That's, that's the kind of thing. It's why Cincinnati's just wild to wrap your head around because yeah. that is, uh, that's the kind of weapon, to go back to the point you made, Joe, about Kelsey and Kittle being in the Super Bowl, where you go, oh, we've got a good, really good, great quarterback, and we give him this weapon that he can rely on at any point in time, but we've already got the weapons at receiver. I mean, geez, that would be, that's that's a difference maker, I think. And it doesn't even have to be like a, a wild number of catches or yardage. It's just 
he catches half a dozen touchdowns in his rookie year because he's just available in the red zone. Um, I could see that. You're talking about you're talking about a team moving up 10 picks. I call Denver at 12 (laughs) Miami 21 to 12. Oh Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine him with Mike McDaniel? Like, yeah, Pittsburgh's not doing it. Is he a Tomlin guy or no? Okay. Well, no, it's not that he's not a Tomlin guy. It's just that they're, they, they feel like they're set at tight end. I think with Fryermuth. um, they're not going to, they've got many more needs many more needs to, to address in the first round before they start trading up for uh, a, yeah, another flex tight point. end. Um, but yeah, I don't, Seattle's I don't see Seattle's been happening. out there in a lot of mocks too. Like I, I think, I think it's a greater chance that he falls to the teens than five overall, but it is five a fascinating so idea. Much. Yeah. It so is. much to spend on a tight end. That's yeah. Again, and, and I again, hope someone if, does something crazy and moves up to get him. I'm here for that. Whether I, he ends I, up panning out or being a bust, it will just right, be fascinating. Just, He's such a wild card. Just for his for sake, story, I hope he doesn't yeah. go to Tennessee. Oh, no, because they'll put way too yeah. much on him. They'll put way yep. too much on him in Tennessee. And, I mean, Levis will throw the ball to him 15 times a game. Or try to anyway, and because he'll be one of the few people open, and that'll just be a disaster. He'll get absolutely destroyed. Um, corners are the other position working out on Friday at the Combine. This has become a position where, at least this year, if you look at the mocks, you see, say, five to six somewhere in the first round, but all late in the first round. Like, right. Kuiper has four of them going between 15 and 20. Uh, Bucky Brooks, for example, these are just the two most recent mock drafts we've seen. It uh, doesn't have any going off the board until I want to say 11 or 12. It's a little later, maybe. Ha- they have all of them going in the back half of the first round, Joe, which means we'll see a run on them. But I think we'll see a, you know, a, a pretty steady run on corners in the back half of the first round. Because, again, this is a position that I, nobody values it, I don't think, quite like they value, obviously quarterback or left tackle or edge rusher or even wide receiver but you've got to have a guy you trust to maybe not lock down the opposition's wide receiver one but to the very least limit the opposition's number one wide receiver and if you don't feel like you have one that's a spot late first round where you go okay we can get quality talent it's the first round of the draft still you know Joey Porter Jr. and the Steelers a great example last year they got lucky and got him to start the second round I'd be surprised if someone doesn't get pushed up, right? You're right. All the mocks right now have a handful going, five, six, somewhere around there. That's what usually we go happens in the first round. It is a premium position. It's not the top, top, but it, I'd say, you know, it's a premium top five position that teams are looking at, and someone always gets pushed up. Last year's it was Witherspoon. He goes five overall. A couple of years ago, you had Stingley and Sauce go three, four. And, you know, year to year, it's different. J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertan, both look really good from the 2021. Both uh, taken in the top 10 there. It's been since 2019 where we haven't seen a corner taken in the top 10. So I I would think so, one of these guys ends up getting pushed up where they're all for all of them to just be in the back half where the supposed good teams can just – sit pretty and grab the best corners on the board 
I'd be a little surprised um, if that happens, Aaron, just the way the game is right now. And I know it was a lower scoring year, but still having when you have an elite corner that can uh, that can match up with those top receivers on the other side. uh, That's big as well. So I'd assume there's some movement here at some point. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, I agree. Especially if you just look at different like division matchups, for example, and there's an opportunity to get an elite corner and you know this is going to be key, you know, to win a couple games here and there, then I think you need to do it. Yeah, I just don't know if there's that standout corner that anybody's looking at, like people were looking at, say... You know, Christian Gonzalez last year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Emmanuel Forbes, uh, Deontay Banks. It it seems like there's a whole lot of, like I said, I made the comparison to Porter for a reason. There's a lot of Joey Porter Juniors out there, guys who are really good, but maybe not great. Huge difference makers. We'll ask Ben Brown what he thinks from Sumer Sports and Pinnacle, not just about the combine, not just about the draft, but the NFL offseason in totality. That's next right here on PECQL Daily.